Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Did you know there's a woman's happiness expert? And I'm talking to her in this podcast. It's Dr. Jen Riday. I'm 100% responsible for my happiness, no matter what. And if you're not happy, it's no one's fault but your own. And some people hate that. They want to blame everyone else. They want to blame their childhood, their parents. But you won't be happy unless you let all that go and accept responsibility. So how do you achieve that happiness? Jen would know she's a certified professional life coach. And maybe you already know her from her successful podcast, A Vibrant Happy Woman. She's a blogger, a teacher, a wife, and a mother of six. I am a big fan of hers and really excited to talk with her today. And my hope is that this podcast will help you become the happy, vibrant woman that I know you really want to be. So let's get started. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. So Jen believes that the greatest gift you can give others is your own happiness, and she has some really easy steps to help you achieve that. Please welcome my guest, Dr. Jen Riday. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, I know you're a busy woman. I mean, six kids. How do you do that, Jen? Uh, just keep moving one foot in front of the other. Yeah, right. Swimming. <laughs> That's all you can do. Like, yeah, swimming upstream and sometimes it feels downstream. You just go with the flow. I can't even imagine. Um, but thank you again for taking the time to talk with me today about becoming a vibrant, happy woman. Some listeners told me about your podcast quite a few months ago. So I've been listening to you ever since. And I really am a huge fan. So I want to take a page out of your playbook, Jen, on your podcast. When you interview guests, you always have that person start off with a quote that means something to them. So what quote are you loving right now? This has been my lifelong favorite quote, and it's by Nietzsche. And he said, and those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. Wow. And what does that mean to you? Well, everyone hears their own music, and we need to dance to that music and not care what anyone else thinks. They might think we're insane, but just listening and dancing to our own music. That's why I love that one. Now, what inspired you to create this vibrant, healthy woman concept? Because you kind of went through some struggles, it sounds like, at the beginning. Oh, for sure. So I spent too many years, probably a decade, chasing that quote-unquote good mom ideal. You know, I baked homemade bread six loaves a week. Ridiculous. Oh, wow. (laughs) Did you really? Who even does that? I know. Who (laughs) even does that? (laughs) Also, lots of play dates and elaborate birthday parties and I had a miscarriage, not my first, but I just had a miscarriage um, on Christmas Day in 2010. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It was a while back, but that day just was the wake-up call. I thought, gosh, I'm tired. I'm giving everything to my kids and my spouse, and I've lost myself. And so that's where Vibrant Happy Women really began. It's the journey of moving from burnout 
and losing yourself to taking care of yourself, healing your heart, healing your relationships, and finding your purpose, essentially. Yeah, and I find that that really is, I feel like, one of our biggest missions here on Earth is to find out what gift you have that you are supposed to share with the rest of the world. And that can be found in so many different ways. And when you find that gift and what you love to do, it's amazing how happy you feel and what that can project to other people and how that can change your relationships, really. Oh, totally, totally. And I feel like a lot of women start to wonder about their purpose in their mid-30s. It seems a natural Amen, yep, yep. And so it's true. When you find that thing that lights you up, you're just happy from the inside out. And it's probably because we all have this inner GPS that Oprah likes to talk about, that when we're feeling off, that inner GPS is saying, hmm, you need to change your course, find that thing. And then you find it, you feel like you're lit up inside, happy from the inside out. That's the GPS saying, bingo, this is your course. So it's kind of really just following those feelings consistently. What would you suggest to someone, though, that's listening? I mean, I know you have a step-by-step formula for meeting your emotional needs or finding that purpose. That can seem really overwhelming to somebody that maybe is just lost. What's a simple step to get started to try to figure out what that is for someone? Step one, for sure, hands down, has to be making time for yourself. I like to say at least 30 minutes a day, and I always recommend putting that into a morning routine because if you can just force yourself to get up ahead of your kids and spouse or whoever else you might live with, then it's quiet and you're not distracted worrying about all the caretaking you need to do for other people, and that's a great time for meditation or some quick exercise or journaling, just those reflective things that help you listen to your heart and your feelings. That's step one, and that's the foundation of everything. You're exactly right, though, about taking that time for yourself before you're pulled into all the millions of directions we get pulled in, often as women and as moms. For myself, my alarm goes off at 3.30 in the morning, so I'm definitely up before the rest of the world's even right. awake. But, <laughs> but I found about two years ago, I started doing this breathing exercise when I woke up because I would mm-hmm. just wake up, get ready, fly out the door, and then the day didn't stop until 8 p.m., And I was feeling Mm -hmm. like completely burnt out. So you are absolutely right about just taking a little bit of time just for yourself. That's a great suggestion. And however busy somebody is, you can carve out 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I mean, you really can. Mm -hmm. And it's important to do. It totally is. And when we breathe normally the way we do these days, we're all in fight or flight mode, which means our cortisol levels are high, our breath is shallow. When we force ourselves to slow down and do the deep breathing where we breathe clear down to our diaphragm, well, it activates the vagus nerve, which tells your body, hey, we're done with cortisol, metabolize the cortisol, we're relaxing now. But if we don't consciously do that, we never get to that place where we're metabolizing the cortisol like we should. And it's no wonder we all feel so burned out. Science isn't lying. There's actually a science behind it. Now, you mentioned something in one of your podcasts that I have implemented, and I absolutely love it, and it's simple, and it doesn't take a long time. It's the superhero stance. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I have found in really tough situations or, like, let's say I'm about to head into a meeting that I'm a little anxious about, the superhero stance has been a lifesaver, Jen. I've got to tell you. I love it. (laughs) 
Well, so the power pose or the superhero pose comes from a talk by Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, and she gave a TED Talk on the topic, and she actually researches this topic. But what they did is they did numerous studies, but the one I kind of want to refer to is they had two groups of people. One group was assigned to kind of contract and sit normally or sit kind of small. The other group was uh, assigned to do a power pose. That means shoulders back, chin up, chest out, maybe hands on hips like Wonder Woman or Superman or arms big above the head. Those are all power poses, and you see them in nature with gorillas and other species where they get big. Well, they found that when they put these people in an interview room, and they didn't realize it wasn't real, but those who were watching them and kind of evaluating them, hands down, would have given the job to those who did the power posing. So it increases testosterone by 20% and decreases that cortisol, the stress hormone, by 20% as well. So it just makes you more likely to take risks, more likely to be confident and to perform well at tasks. So when you yes. right away in the morning, it just feels so good. It's a great mood booster. I felt a little weird the first time I did it because I was in a bathroom in front of a mirror and I could <laughs> I could see myself. But it, it kind of it sort of felt like the whole fake it till you make it mentality. Yeah. Like I yeah. kind of laughed at myself when I did it. And then that kind of relaxed me a little bit more. But I've shared this with other women. And I really appreciate that takeaway because it's so simple to do, but really helpful. And you feel like like you're a superhero, like you could take on anybody. Exactly. And it's funny, there's all kinds of things where if we change our physiology and do the things with our body that feel happy and feel confident, then we feel our mood will follow our physiology. Like swinging your arms when you walk makes you so much happier. And they found that depressed people will actually not really swing their arms when they walk. So powerful to be able to change something, Interesting. even if we can't directly change our mood. You do talk a lot about how we have these fleeting thoughts and how we can choose to give attention to some of those thoughts or choose to not give those thoughts attention, but letting go of feelings that don't serve you. I feel like as as women especially and as moms, I mean, I'm, I'm a stepmom and I, I mean, you have six kids, so you know all about being a mom, <laughs> but I feel like we struggle with that element of guilt Like we're not giving enough to our spouse. We're not giving enough to our kids. We're not giving enough to our job. And we're kind of expected to do it all, which is impossible. What is some suggestions you have for managing guilt and and letting that feeling go? For me, it comes back to that morning meditation time where I first check in with my thoughts and feelings. Oh, I'm feeling sad or, oh, I'm feeling stressed. And I let go of the feelings that I know don't really serve me. And then I kind of do this inner dialogue thing. Some might say it's with God, some might say it's with the higher power or your intuition, but asking the question, what's the best choice or action step for me today? What's the most important thing today? And when I get that connected answer or feeling, then I do that thing. And suddenly all the things that everyone else says I should be doing fall away. It doesn't matter because I took the time to connect and know what the best thing is for me. And then I don't feel guilty because I have this kind of assignment, you know? Yeah, right. And you kind of prioritize a little bit of what is going to serve you. And exactly. w- and we've heard that saying, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I mean, I know it's not proper so grammar. <laughs> you, you really, I think, are bringing a lot of awareness to that fact that 
you may think as a parent you're doing it all for people that are listening or for you know a wife or maybe you're not even in a relationship you're just you know a woman out there in the world in the workforce if you are feeling like you're in a rut that's going to affect other people as women we kind of have our energy kind of has that effect on people why is that why is it that like the woman is kind of the core when it comes to how the emotions ebb and flow in relationships I don't know the reason, but everyone would agree, scientifically speaking, that women have massive energetic and emotional capacity. And a lot of women will spend a time wasting, actually wasting their time being upset that their spouse doesn't have this or their kids don't have this. And it's not fair. Why do I have to do this? I just say ditch all of that thinking and accept this amazing and powerful capacity and use it for good. And it's true. We have what are called mirror neurons in our brains so that almost instantaneously, within milliseconds, if a person is showing a strong mood, whether it's anger or sadness, others will pick up on it fast. They'll actually, they can measure these mirror neurons firing. People literally receive your mood. It's contagious. So when we choose to be our happiest selves, our kids watch. Um, We can stop negative generational patterns of victim thinking or negativity, and we're just passing on a really amazing gift, not just in the moment, but I feel like through the generations. Well, and if you exude a sense of happiness, and if you're saying it's contagious, how beautiful that happiness can then be reflected back to you. Oh, it's so true. I remember one time I sent my kids to the bus, and um, I had pretty much yelled them all the way out the door and said, run. (laughs) (laughs) And I I closed the door and it was just one of those days. And I cried and I I stepped back and I did some big picture thinking. And I thought, well, gee, I'm making all this bread. I'm doing all this stuff. And what are my kids going to remember me for? And the answer was grumpy and exhausted. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty much not the legacy I want to leave. And I realized the one thing I want them to learn from me or remember from me is that I was vibrant and happy. So that became the goal. And that's where the podcast came from. That's where it all started. That's great. And do you constantly have women? I would just imagine that you're at the grocery store and you're grabbing bananas and then someone leans over and says, Jen, (laughs) I've got this situation going on. I mean, when you are (laughs) when you are known for being the happy, vibrant woman, I mean, you can't just walk away from that when you go to the grocery store. You constantly sort of watch, like, is she happy right now? How is she feeling? Do you feel that kind of pressure or not really? I do. And the pressure is bigger because a lot of times I'll go out without makeup and I'll look like a total frump and I'll be like, someone around here know me. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) I should look happier. I should look more vibrant. But I'm all about authenticity. And so they, they get what they get. And another thing is I feel pressure for my kids to be more perfect, which is silly and not even what I teach on the podcast. But lately I've been struggling with my two oldest teens and it's massively hard sometimes to show up on my podcast and not shame myself. So I'm still always learning those lessons to let go of the guilt and the shame and show up as the best version of myself that I can and recognize I cannot control other people. We can't. Yeah. And I... You know, I hear what you're saying, but I do admire you on your podcast when you talk about how you struggle with some things at home like we all do. But how do you on those days? You know, we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Like and then you mentioned getting up earlier before your loved ones and before the day gets going. 
what do you do when you're about to sit down and record the Vibrant Happy Woman podcast <laughs> and you are just not feeling like a happy, vibrant woman? Do you put on a favorite song? Do you read a quote? What do you do? Well, change your state. This comes from Tony Robbins, but essentially you look at your body and your focus and your dialogue. So with my body, I do the power posing. I do it over and over and over. Or I move and I jump on my rebounder, just getting my physiology to be more happy and then start pumping the good endorphins. That's the trampoline then, that you talk about. I want to quickly mention. Yeah. You, you have an act. She has a trampoline, everybody. You're never too <laughs> you're never too old to have a trampoline. And that is what you do. You get moving that way. I love it. Hot tip, ladies. If you jump on a rebounder every day, you're not going to have incontinence issues. Just want to pass that on. <laughs> I keep thinking about a friend of mine that just had her third kid who's like, if I go running, I might have an accident. But <laughs> It's true. Maybe it's over true. time that won't be the case, though. Maybe. Uh, wow. That I mean, I know you talk about it, but I, I love that you promote that you're jumping on a trampoline because that, I think, is, again, something that maybe seems silly, but that also can kind of boost your mood, too, because it's not silly. Oh, it it's making you feel better. Exactly. And really, our body is just this collection of neurons and hormones and chemicals. And, you know, we got to do what we can to boost it. And so then the next thing I do is work on my thoughts. And often with my kids lately, my thoughts are descending into worry. Oh, my gosh, they're not going to turn out. They're going to be a total mess. And, you know, and then I have to catch those thoughts and say, oh, yeah, right. That's going to bring me down and replace them with maybe a reframed thought where I say, hmm, he really has strong ideas or (laughs) (laughs) he he knows what he wants and he's going to go for it and just try to twist it and shift it back to a positive outlook for the behaviors. Why not? You know, it's easier that way. (laughs) Yeah, that just does change the outlook of it. What do you think is the most common thing that holds women back from living a vibrant, happy, healthy life? This idea that other people need to behave a certain way first before you can be happy. Most often I see women doing it with their spouses or, of course, with their kids and just deciding I am 100% responsible for my happiness. I'm 100% accountable and committed to my happiness, independent of everyone else. And so I like to visualize I'm in this bubble and I can create whatever mood I want in this bubble and no one can get in that bubble. And sometimes I have to make that bubble nice and thick when my kids are being, you know, particularly crazy one day or whatever, or my spouse says that snarky thing. But just knowing I'm 100% responsible for my happiness, no matter what. And if you're not happy, it's no one's fault but your own. And some people hate that. They want to blame everyone else. They want to blame their childhood, their parents. But you won't be happy unless you let all that go and accept responsibility. Jen, that is powerful. I really had a moment right now when you said that because I know I've gotten caught up in that. There are absolutely times that I've put my mood or blamed it on someone else. But then Mm -hmm. that's giving that person the power that they really don't have. I decide. That's so... I love it. This is why I love listening to you. And I'm so excited to be talking to you because you just have a way of explaining it in such a simple wording that it makes so much sense. But you are absolutely right. That's a huge takeaway. I love that. Now, as we wrap up with you, because again, I know you're super busy. You have a business and the podcast and the six kids and everything. But what other secrets have you learned from other women that have helped you achieve happiness while on this journey? I mean, you just gave me an aha moment. Anyone do that for you that you can think of? You know, I'm going to be a little cliche, but I always go back to 
Brene Brown and Oprah. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> they're, they're my heroes. And so, you know, Brene had to go through her hard struggle and realize she needed to be authentic and vulnerable and that shame cannot survive being spoken. I love that. You know, we create our shame when we hide our struggles in secrecy, but we can speak it and be vulnerable and authentic. And that's what my podcast is about. Just talking about these things, letting go of that shame element, and it makes us so much happier. And then Oprah, to see where she came from and to see her rise all the way up. This is really what's happening in the world right now. I see with women like your podcast, my podcast, there's an awakening going on where women are kind of coming into their power and saying, hey, I am going to be happy. I am going to create the life I want. I am going to follow my dreams and live my purpose. And it's beautiful and powerful. And I think women are going to save the world because of that awakening. Yes, I believe that 100%. And to add on with Oprah, who I'm a huge fan of Oprah, I talk about her, I feel like in every podcast she gets mentioned, but (laughs) she is such an example and an inspiration to people when she talks about change your story. Just because Mm -hmm. you may have come from XYZ background doesn't mean that that has to define who you are today. That's completely up to you. I mean, she really is living proof of that. And that is so inspirational, which I think is why a lot of people really do kind of look to her for inspiration because she's lived it. I mean, she's proof of all of that. But yes, I'm a huge fan of Oprah as well. I I mean, don't even get me started, Jay. We go on about Oprah. She's great. But (laughs) I would, I honestly, I have to say, I find that I'm quoting you a lot as well, too, among my friends. So I would really just like to thank you for what you're doing and the energy you're putting out into this world, because what you're creating is powerful. And when women are feeling good and when women feel that confidence and we're happy, vibrant women, who knows what can happen? Amazing things. And I think we're about totally. to see it all happening, too. I, I'm with you on that. I agree, Jen. Well, thank you so much for people listening that would like to follow Jen. You are on Instagram. You're on Facebook. You have the Happy Woman podcast, which we're going to link up at 991themix.com. And for the Wisconsin folks that are listening, she goes through all these seasons here like we do. She had the snow and spring, and you were, you were living all of that, too, which is when it's really hard to be a happy, vibrant woman. When you wake up and it's April and there's snow, you know what I'm talking about, Jen. Oh, I do. I do. This was a rough month, for sure. It was, but this is when we really have to be more particular about taking care of ourselves when those that's kinds right. of factors are happening. That's for sure. Well, thank you again. I'd love to have you back on the podcast at some point, if you'd be willing. Oh, that would be great. I'm so glad you called me and had me do this, Elizabeth. Thank you. Well, thanks, Jen. Have a great day. You too. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Bye. This has been the Fifty Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.